Welcome to the Sex, Self, and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Fatima, but you can call me Tima. This is a lifestyle podcast focused on sex, self, and relationships. This podcast will provide sex education, focusing especially on female pleasure. We will discuss self-development and how we can become the best versions of ourselves, all while exploring our relationships and how we can show up as our best for all of them. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is on how to manage your inner self-critic. Our inner self-critic is our internal voice that criticizes our actions, appearances, and how we experience the world. Our inner self-critic can be both good and bad. It can motivate us to make positive changes in our lives, or it can be a self-attack that keeps us stagnant and unmotivated to grow. For today's episode, I will be going over how to manage both sides of your self-critic. The first step is identifying if it's a helpful or unhelpful inner critic, because then the way you react to it is different. A helpful inner criticism is something you have power to change and aligns with your values. Some examples of that could be your inner voice criticizing you for smoking too much, drinking too much, having a poor diet, or being in a toxic relationship. Those are all things your inner self have identified that you have the power to change and you haven't changed but wants you to change because it doesn't align with your values. That's a helpful inner critic. Unhelpful inner criticism is untrue and doesn't promote self-love. Unhelpful inner criticism can sound like, you're ugly, you're unlovable, you don't matter. Those are all unhelpful because it's untrue and it doesn't promote self-love. Because if you love someone, you would never tell them they're ugly. You would never tell them they're unlovable. And you sure will never tell them they don't matter. So it's important to identify if your self-criticism is helpful or unhelpful because you have to manage them differently. Step two, let's get into managing the inner self-critic. Starting with the helpful inner self-critic. When your inner self-critic is going off and telling you all these things and you've identified that this is a helpful inner self-critic, the first thing to do is accept it. It's natural for the brain to want to deny or deflect responsibility for the criticism we're receiving. We do this with other people as well. So it's even more natural when it's ourselves because we don't want to admit to ourselves that we're wrong or we're making a mistake or we're doing something that doesn't align with our values. It's an uncomfortable feeling to sit with, like knowing that you're not aligned with your values. You're not being who you said you want to be. It's uncomfortable. So when our inner self-critic calls us out on it, It's very easy to want to shut it out, suppress it, act like it never happened, or argue with it, make excuses for it. It's very easy. But the only way to make any positive changes is being able to acknowledge your mistakes, being able to validate yourself by accepting your mistakes, and validate your inner self-critic that's looking out for you. Being able to accept it and say, you know what, self, you're right. Maybe I have been drinking too much. Maybe I have been smoking too much. Maybe my diet needs some work because I know I shouldn't be eating all this sweets all the time. Maybe this relationship isn't working for me and I'm very unhappy and I need to get myself out of it. Being able to validate yourself by accepting your mistakes fully gives you an opportunity to seek opportunities for change around you. Until you can sit with yourself and say, you know what, you're right. I fucked up on all those things. Yourself won't give you opportunities to fix it 
because you haven't accepted that you're wrong. You haven't accepted that you're making a mistake. So your brain isn't going to generate solutions for you because you haven't even accepted that you're not aligned with your values. Once you've accepted responsibility for the criticism your inner self is telling you, the next thing to do is self-work. Now you know where you aren't aligned with your values. Now you have to do the work. You just can't accept that you're making a mistake and accept your inner self to stop chatting. Accepting the mistake is not enough for your inner self to stop chatting. It's going to keep chatting until you actually start putting in some work to make changes. You don't have to figure it all out overnight. Your inner self-critic will ease up on you the moment you take steps to make changes. It won't shut up completely until you make changes, but it won't sting as much because you've already accepted it and you've already started to make changes. Lastly, patience. Let me tell you something. You got to be patient with yourself. Sometimes it takes time to make long-term changes. It may require a few mistakes and slip-ups. You might start to make changes, slip up, start to make changes again, slip up, start to make changes again, slip up, start to make changes, then finally make the change. Yes, your inner self-critic may still be chatting and trying to rush you to make your progress, but you have to understand that you have full control over you. And you understand that things take time and it's okay to make mistakes. So you have to remind yourself that and practice being patient with yourself. Don't allow your inner self-critic to rush you or run you. Now going into managing the unhelpful inner self-criticism. And what I'm about to go over is in no particular order because I've noticed that when I'm experiencing unhelpful inner self-criticism, different times require different strategies. Sometimes when it's really bad, when I mean, I feel like my inner self-critic is just bombarding me with criticism, it requires a different level of managing than when it's just a few comments here and there. So use these tips as necessary. The first one I'm going to go over is journaling. This one I usually go to first when it's a really bad inner self-criticism moment, when my inner self-criticism is just attacking me for no reason. And I'm just like, bitch, what you want? Like, what did I do? Why are you on me today? <laughs> like, what the hell? When it's that bad, I have to go to journaling because I need to get it out of my head. There's power in being able to get the thoughts out of your head and on paper. As you write, you also start to process the feelings. Let yourself feel fully whatever arises. Like sometimes I'm writing and I'm crying. Or sometimes I'm writing, I'm laughing. I just let myself feel whatever feelings comes up as I write down my thoughts. Whatever you feel, feel. Write everything out, no filter. This is just between you and you. So who are you trying to be cool for? Write whatever you want to write down. Get it out. Write out the worst of the worst of it. Get it out on paper and out of your head. Writing it out allows you to release it from your mind, as it was never yours to own anyways. So release that shit. When you're done, you'll feel lighter. Sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes you just don't feel that light. Like you're done and you're like, all right, I still got a lot of feelings. Then I recommend the next tip. Challenge it. Just because you thought it does not make it fact. Most times the unhelpful self-criticism isn't even your voice. Like, really sit down and think about it. 
whenever I'm experiencing an unhelpful self-criticism and I'm trying to challenge it, the questions I like to ask myself are the following. And I want you to ask yourself this too when you're experiencing unhelpful self-criticism. Is this truly how I feel about myself? Most times, it's not how you feel about yourself. Most times, it's how you think people feel about you. And one thing my therapist told me is that I'm not a mind reader. And neither are you. So just because we think someone feels some way about us, don't make it right. So if we cannot confirm that it's fact, then it's not. The next question I love to ask is, whose voice is this? And the funny thing is, when you ask yourself, whose voice is this? Yourself answers. And sometimes you might find out maybe it's your mama's voice. It could be your mama's voice from when you were in fifth grade and you forgot your book bag at home and she was so upset with you and she just took all her anger out on you for having to go back home and get your book bag to take it to school. That was a very specific example. That didn't happen to me, but you would have thought it did. It was so specific. But Oftentimes, we internalize other people's voices and the way we've experienced them, and we adopt that shit, and then it becomes our inner self-critic. So ask yourself, yo, whose voice is this? Is this my old friend's voice or my ex-boyfriend's voice or my old teacher's voice that was mean to me? Because if it is, then you don't belong here. Because if it's not your voice, it don't matter. Another thing I like to ask is, Are there any facts to support the claims of my inner critic? If your inner critic is calling you ugly or your inner critic is saying you're not lovable and all these things, are there any facts to support that? Have you been deemed the ugliest person in the world by some science lab? (laughs) Like, is there any scientific proof that deems you ugly? Can you prove that you are ugly scientifically? No. So then it's not fact. Can you prove to me that you are unlovable scientifically? Not based on somebody else's thoughts or the way someone else treats you, but can you prove that? If you cannot prove that, then it is not fact. Once you can invalidate your unhelpful inner critic, its power over you will be reduced. The goal of these questions is not to go back and forth with the inner critic. It's just to actually question the inner critic. To challenge it because you don't want to blindly believe it just because there are thoughts coming from your inner voice. This is more of a preventative measure. This is not something that will help you when you receive the unhelpful inner criticism in the moment. This is something to help you in the future. You want to limit the time you spend with highly critical or harsh people. I'm currently reading 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And there's a quote in the book that aligns perfectly with this tip. He says, never associate with those who share your defects. They will reinforce everything that holds you back. What I got from that is, if you experience harsh inner self-criticism and you're working through managing that and being more kind to yourself, you should not associate with those that are constantly harsh to themselves and are constantly harsh to you because they're only going to hold you back. They're only going to keep reinforcing those negative, harsh criticisms that you already have. Instead, you want to hang out with people that are kind to themselves, that are loving to themselves, and that are also kind to you. So you can start absorbing 
some of their positivity and their kindness. Another thing to keep in mind when being selective is you want to limit the negative content you're consuming. This includes social media, shows you watch, movies you watch, and more. For more information on that, you should check out the five things I stopped doing as a highly sensitive person episode. Last but not least tip on how to manage unhelpful inner self-criticism is override with positive self-talk and affirmation. You may not be able to silence your unhelpful inner self-critic, but you can override its power with positive self-talk. I learned the power of this during workouts. I'm not sure if it was Tunde or Ali Love from Peloton that gave me this tip, but during an intense workout, I often recognize I have this inner voice that's just kind of like, you should give up. You can't do this. This is too much. You have to stop now. And for some reason, they know. And they're just like, replace that inner voice with something positive. Create a positive inner voice to override that negative one. And focus on the positive one. Create a positive inner voice that's telling you, you can do this. So yes, the negative one still exists. There is still that voice that's telling me, I need to give up. This isn't going to work. I can't do this. But then I've also created an inner voice intentionally that tells me I can do this. That tells me I have the qualities and the skills to complete this workout. I've trained for this. I am strong enough for this. And that goes with everything. If you have a negative inner self-talk, you have the power to create a positive inner self-talk at the same time. And then you also have the power to choose to pay attention to the positive inner self-talk instead. The negative inner self-talk will still exist, yes, but eventually it will become lower and lower and lower to the point that it just kind of disappears and you're just focused on the positive one. And that, that's what works. That works for me. It's not easy, but it works. And I hope it works for you too. Thank you again for listening today. And I hope you're able to manage your inner self-critic in a positive way. Bye. Please like, share, and most importantly, leave reviews to help the podcast grow. For more information on the resources used in this episode, please refer to the links in the bio.